strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Then zone for Fitz goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! You know, there's the calm before the storm. And then there's the storm itself. Ron Wolfley, I don't know what you're doing in there in the comfort of that climate-controlled studio. We need to get you out on the scene like one of those Weather Channel reporters. We need to get you out there in the eye of the hurricane with all this news blowing around, holding on for our dear life onto a light pole right now as these gale force winds of change are ripping by you in either direction, Ron Wolfley. You do realize that blowing into town, Rodney Hudson. Yes. A.J. Green. Yes. Matt Prater. Yes. Did I say J.J. Watt? <laughs> you did. Or didn't, but And then blowing out, ripping by you as you cling to that light pole, Weather Channel style, in the eye of the hurricane, there's Kenyon Drake and Hassan Reddick and Patrick Peterson, who has now tweeted in the last half hour that, oh, sorry, he was late to the party on the whole Twitter scene. He was in the Bahamas. So there you go with a nice <laughs> humble brag, a little flexing from P twice. Uh, his offseason is officially better than ours. But wait a minute. That's all going to change. You better enjoy the sunshine while you can, Pat P, because uh, have you seen the temperatures right now in Minnesota? All part of this edition <laughs> of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and Marcus Golden. Moments away will be our special guest tonight. Wolf, how you doing in this very busy week? Well, Paul, I'm doing great. First of all, let me just say I loved your analogy right there. And if that is the case, Paul, never forget, I'm in the cigar boat and you're in a dinghy. Okay? <laughs> right. I got you. I got you. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that I've had to swim for my life. Okay? Let's let's put it that way. It's, uh, it is amazing. You do it every Thursday night, Paul. You're right. It, it is amazing. You're right. It, it, it is amazing right now. And at this point, uh, we might need some sort of recession. Citation on this show. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Paulie, somebody I love better the know fact, CPR. All, honestly, yeah. I love the fact, and of course, this is down the road, but the fact that Marcus Golden is coming on tonight. Once again, the fact we get to talk to Marcus Golden, I'm pretty jacked up about that. I mean, there's so much news about the Arizona Cardinals today. The Arizona Cardinals dominated the national scene, did they not, Paulie? With this with this unbelievable string of signings that have happened right now, and that all highlighted by Rodney Hudson. Unbelievable. The, the particulars of this deal, the logistics of that deal, how it came down. I mean, Paulie, we got a long time to talk about it, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad you bought, brought up the national reaction because our Jim Omohundro, we're going to hear from some of the national media types and what they had to say 
over the course of this show. And then we had national news in terms of the league itself late this afternoon. It looks like the 17-game regular season, Ron Wolfley, is upon us. It's all but a formality right now. It's going to be approved in the next league meeting, end of the month. And then how about the new media deal, the new TV deal? Over $10 billion per year, an 11-year deal that will start in 2023. Big dollars coming to the NFL. Paulie, I know you're from Cal Berkeley and you've got a problem with math, but I believe that is $110 billion for the league. And that's and I stand and applaud. And that's before they finalize a deal for NFL Sunday ticket. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. So, oh, there's a whole lot yeah. more revenue we could talk about as yeah. well, Paul. That's right. We don't have enough time to talk about all the revenue streams coming the NFL's way. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about Rodney Hudson next. Marcus Golden coming up. Just getting started on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. The Cardinals are trading for Raiders Pro Bowl center Rodney Hudson. I assume the Cardinals wanted him, and uh, it wasn't officially released. So they snooped in there and said, hey, before he gets the open market, before we have to is there any way we can trade for this? Nice move by the Cardinals. The Cardinals are moving. Seismic shift is what the owner of the Cardinals said a week or two ago about the salary cap. They're making their team better over there. you got to respect it around Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury the Pat McAfee show this week. Uh, the response to the Rodney Hudson trade, the Cardinals have a brand new center in town, and he referenced that quote from a couple of weeks ago from team owner Michael Bidwell foreshadowing what we have seen this week in particular about, yes, indeed, a seismic shift in town across the NFL. It's a Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, Marcus Golden moments away. I think about a Wolf about an hour ago, Kyle Fuller. An all-pro caliber corner was cut loose, a salary cap casualty of the Bears. So now that's lighting up social media because we all know the Cardinals seemingly are in the market for a cornerback, one of the only boxes they haven't checked. So stuff in real time, real fluid. But in this case with Rodney Hudson, Pat McAfee astutely, adroitly points out that, you know what, there would have been a big market for Rodney Hudson. (laughs) How, How do you know that he wouldn't have gone back to Kansas City the team that drafted him to snap the ball for Patrick Mahomes. So the Cardinals said, you know what? Let's do a trade instead of taking our chances on the open market. Boom, we'll send you a third rounder. You send us a seventh rounder. Done deal. Yeah, boy, Paulie, I don't want to get into the logistics of this and what happened because I have no idea. I have my speculation as to what happened. I think Mike Mayock played this thing beautifully. He basically sounded the trumpet and lined up the teams to actually sign him as a free agent and then said, we're not letting him go. <laughs> what do you want to do? You Do you want a deal? Do you want a deal? Do you want a deal? Who's going to give me the best deal on this right here? I, I, this is my own personal feeling on this, knowing Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock is a smart man. Would you say that's a true statement, Paul? Agreed. He is a smart man, and what he was basically doing is this ruse, if you will, of actually letting teams believe that, you know what, we're going to go ahead, we're going to cut him, we're going to let him go, and maybe they would have. But by the way, while we've got you here in a line getting ready to sign him, we're not going to cut him. Who's going to give me the best deal for him right now? And I'll tell you right now, I think that Steve Kime and the Arizona Cardinals, with their unique 
uh, relationship, shall I say, with John Gruden and Mike Mayock, uh, I think this benefited them. And there's no doubt about it, Paulie. They they are the benefactors or the beneficiaries, I should say, because this is a huge deal. If you would have said this to me, Paulie, that you could have Corey Lindsley or you could have Rodney Hudson, one of those two guys right there, I would have said Rodney Hudson, even though he's older than Corey Lindsley. I would have said Rodney Hudson right now because I still think centers and the National Football League, Paulie, they can play into their mid-30s and be okay for whatever reason. Maybe it's because they're not on the the edge. They don't need to be as quick, as athletic against these edge pass rushers. Maybe it's just because they're inside and they're getting a lot of help a lot of the time. I don't know, but centers can actually play. Look at Alex Mack at 35 years of age right now. So I'm looking at this, Paulie. This is a dream come true for the Arizona Cardinals. The fact that Rodney Hudson, you got him for two years, and he would have made a lot more money on the open market as a free agent. There was one team, I won't tell you the name of the team, but there was one team that was out there that allegedly was going to pay $13.5 million, make him the the highest paid center in the National Football League. No, in the history of the National Football League. And the Arizona Cardinals got him for 9-5 and 10-5. Uh, I'm going to earhole you right now, sideswipe you with a question. <laughs> oh, no, and, and I'll give you some time to think about it as I run through a few particulars on Mr. Rodney Hudson, the new starting center of the Arizona Cardinals. When was the last time the Cardinals had a Pro Bowl caliber center? Wow. Oh, man. Exactly. Well, Lyle Sendline had a couple of really good years. Um, yet even then, having said that, yeah, Paulie, that's, that's think a Think about great... it, right? We went through – I mean – it just Man. hasn't been – there have been some very, very solid centers for the Cardinals. Lyle Senline foremost among them. But, yes. but you've definitely upgraded the position. You're talking about a three-time Pro Bowler. He was second-team All-Pro in 2019. He'll turn 32 this season. He's a team captain. You know, He's a guy who wasn't flagged for a penalty last year. Think about that. Yes, Paul. He hasn't had a false start since 2016. The Cardinals' center position last year had four false starts just last season alone. Paulie, that's incredible stuff right there. It really is. I was told by one high-ranking official that I have a great deal of regard and respect for that he might be in the top five offensive lineman in the National Football League. When you go back and you look at, yes, talking about not just centers, talking about the top five, when you go back and look at how this guy goes about his business, Paul, it's it's. listen, the Arizona Cardinals needed to get more physical on the line of scrimmage. They just did that on both sides of the ball. Paul, I've been talking about this all offseason. J.J. Watt, they got it on the defensive side of the ball. Now all of a sudden with Rodney Hudson and Calvin Beecham, I'll throw him in there as well. They just got more physical on the line of scrimmage this year and it's not even close. And you know what? You need to. As Sean Kugler said, quote, the center position last year had its ups and downs. And he was talking about Mason Cole and Lamont Gillier, two young guys. He said at times they played extremely well, but at times they both struggled. End quote. Sean Kugler when he met the media last month. And Wolf, what is most vexing to any quarterback? that interior pressure mm-hmm. but most especially when you're under six feet in height correct Amen. Amen. and you're in a division with an aaron donald yes <laughs> and, and and the niners are reinforcing things and getting healthy so it was imperative they upgrade and bolster that position
Incredible. They got yep. more physical on both sides of the ball. J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, Kelvin Beecham. Are you kidding me? Rodney Hudson. Let's go. I think you just name dropped Marcus Gold. That's all we need to bring on Marcus himself. The Junkyard Dog is next on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Jones play action, sets up, gets hit by Golden. The ball is coughed up. Golden picks it up at the 35. He's free at the 30, at the 20, at the 10, and inside the 10, the former Giant takes it to the nine-yard line before he's tackled. A huge takeaway for the Cardinals just two minutes into the game. Some dogs bark and some dogs bite. And you better know which one you're dealing with before you upset them. And Marcus Golden came around the edge untouched, and I mean way late, Daniel Jones. Well, that was a sign of things to come because here's the stat from that game. It was week 14, Big Red beats up and beats down Big Blue to the tune of a 26-7 win on the road. And that Cardinals defense became the first team with eight sacks and five forced fumbles in a game since Tampa in 98. Think about that. Think about the tone that Marcus Golden set there on that opening possession by the Giants. He had two sacks. He had the forced fumble. He had some great clips because he was wired up. But you know what? It's even better to have him live and in person and coming off inking a two-year deal to remain an Arizona Cardinal. Marcus Golden joins us in the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Welcome and congrats, Marcus. Well done. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You know, it's always good to talk to you guys. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot, brother. Absolutely, Marcus. Tell us how you feel knowing that you're going to be here with the Cardinals over the next two years. I feel good, man. I feel great, man. Like, that's what I've been telling everybody. I've been waiting on this. It seems just like yesterday I got drafted here, then I never wanted to leave, man, so it was tough. So to be able to come back here and be able to play, I'm excited, man, and just ready to go, ready to get after You know, when you tweeted, if I saw it right, your first tweet said, you're staying home. It didn't say you're staying with the Arizona Cardinals. You used the word yeah. home. Why? Yeah. Because, cause, man, you know, this this is where it all started for me in the NFL. I feel like um, Arizona Cardinals gave me my first shot in the NFL and just by drafting me in the second round in 2015. So it's home to me, man. And uh, when when you uh, be able to come here and compete, man, and, and you be able to play for an organization that you really love, that's what it turned into. It turned to home, and, and that's what Arizona has grown, grown into for me, and I love it here, man. Marcus, I got to tell you right now, man, I I am jacked up because I'm going to mention four names, Rodney Hudson, J.J. Watt, Calvin Beecham, and you, Marcus Golden. Those are four guys that play on the line of scrimmage that are really, really physical, dog. This is what I love. I am jacked up and fired up because I think there is a concerted effort by the organization and Steve Keim to get more physical on the line of scrimmage, and you're part of that, dog. You are part of that. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. You're right. And that's that's the same thing I said. I mean, you got Chandler, Day Day, the guys who named it. That's what I said, man. You got dogs out there, guys that you know going to bring it every day, even in practice. Just going to go hard in practice to get better, and then just going to go out in the game and hunt, too, and do whatever we got to do to win. So I'm excited, man. That, that's what I'm most excited about, getting out there with them guys and just getting out there hunting. Hey, Marcus Golden is our guest. It's all about you, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. So, all right, 
Wolf named him. How's it going to work when J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones is back? You didn't have a chance to play with Chandler last year. Obviously had the season-ending biceps injury. But to give us some X's and O's, how do you think it's going to work when the three of you guys are out there on third and seven? Uh, it's, uh, that's the thing about it, man. It, when it's time to get after the quarterback third down, the more guys you got that can get after the quarterback, the better. And So I think I feel like we're going to make it work some way. The rest of the guys got to line up. Inside or outside, Coach them will be able to line us up and get us ready and throw up. And that's the thing I know about Coach Buck. Coach Buck, he throw up a lot of good third-down rushes. So I'm excited to see how it's going to be. I know it's going to be special, man, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. See, this is one of the things, too, I'm all jacked up about because I think maybe, hey, listen, on a third and obvious pass situation, is there anything wrong with taking J.J. Watt and sticking him over the guard in a three technique? Heck no, man. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And then having you come off the edge and Chandler Jones, I'm pretty jacked up about the entire situation right now. You guys got more physical on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and I think also that's something that needs to take this locker room over you know my old coach used to say Marcus that the more dogs you get into the locker room even the cats start barking if you <laughs> so you know what I mean I, I, I'm jacked up about that because of the culture and I see a culture shift happening inside this locker room and that's something I don't think you can overstate yeah you're right you're right about that you know and that's why I feel like up front, it started up front. And, you know, that's how you win championship games. And you have players up front. Like we got J.J. Watt, a guy that's really one of the best players ever playing in the NFL, right along with Chandler Jones. And you got guys on the offensive line that you know going to bring it to it. That's how it started. And you're right. That's a, that, that brings a lot of difference to the culture, man. It brings out a lot of confidence in guys. And, and like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm happy to be a part of it, man. So I'm excited. I'm getting excited talking about it, man. <laughs> and, and you know what? Maybe that's why I was borderline shocked when you met the media and you said for a while there you had lost your love for the game and you, you had seriously considered retirement and, and that the trade to the Cardinals reignited this passion for the game. Did it really get to that stage? Yeah, man. You know, it's, it's, no, I wouldn't say it got that, that deep about it, but, you know, you have thoughts in your head when you when you really want to get out there and compete and it ain't going your way at the time. But, of course, I just kept working hard. No matter what, I always kept grinding every day, and that's what I'm about. You have ups and downs in, in this game, and, and that's just how things go. But, like, like the Cardinals came and drafted me, yes, that was right on time, and it was perfect, and I was happy to get here and be able to bring some more energy, and it, it gave me a little more extra energy just to be able to play for the Cardinals. So when it was time for free agency, man, it was an easy decision for me to come back here and be able to roll, be ready to roll. So, Marcus, tell me real quick, what changed then in your game? Because you realize that next-gen stats, they rated the guys with the best pressure rate over the second half of last season, and you were number one. T.J. Watt was number two. Joey Bosa was number four. What changed for you and your game as soon as you came to the Cardinals? Uh, I wouldn't say nothing changed for me, man. It's it just I wasn't I wasn't able to play. I wasn't given an opportunity to play. I wasn't playing much. So the thing that that changed was just me being able to get out there on the field and play again. And uh, I already that one thing I know about myself, man. I put in a lot of work every day in the off season and even during the season to, to get out there and make plays for my team. So if I'm given an opportunity to get out there and play, I know for sure I'm going I'm going to be able to get out there and compete to help my team win. And, that, and that's what I felt like I had the opportunity to do once I got back with the Cardinals. 
you know, Marcus, says you know very, very well, once you get inside an NFL locker room, once you get inside that paradigm, walls come down, man. Walls come down. Race, religion, creed, it doesn't matter. Walls come down. You're all the same, and you can see it, and you become brothers in that locker room. And I think a P, too. Pat P, right? And Hassan Reddick as well. Departures today. That's got to hurt you as well. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yes, of course, man. That's that's the one thing we all talk about. We love free agency because a lot of guys get paid. It changes a lot of guys' lives, but a lot change because you build relationship with guys, man. That's how I felt the, the first time I had to leave. So it's it's a part of the game, but of course, but of course, you it's, it, you hate it, man. You hate to see some of the guys you came into the league, you playing with, balling with, but you are also happy for them and respect their decision to be able to to go to a different team, and I'm happy for them no matter what. But, of course, you're going to miss them guys no matter what, too, though, man. How much of your job description do you consider leadership? I mean, how big a part? Because, I mean, the decision makers with the Cardinals, right up to ownership, have made it pretty clear that they're looking for more leadership, that when they sign guys like Rodney Hudson and J.J. Watt and A.J. Green, these are all former team captains. So to what degree do you consider that part of your job? Uh, man, I, anytime, any, I feel like anytime you step on the football field, or man, you you in a team environment, everybody should be trying to be a leader, man. And you got guys who, of course, are the, the leaders of the pack, but everybody should be a leader some type of way, man. Whether you're leading yourself or leading somebody else, so of course that's a big part of the game. And it's always good to bring in guys, like you said, three former captains. That says a lot about those guys. Anytime you can be voted captain by your teammates, so. That's good. That's going to help no matter what. The more leaders you can bring around, the more guys going to be able to know that's the type of environment we're trying to build. So that's exciting, too. Marcus, what do you know of A.J. Green? Hey, hey, one thing I know I always knew about A.J. Green is that he's going to go up and get the ball, man, and uh, score some <laughs> touchdowns. Man, that's, that's one thing I always knew about him. I knew he went to Georgia, too. So, so I know a little <laughs> bit about him, man. That's right. that's right. Well, so what do you think – especially when you consider some of these reinforcements on the defensive side. You know, tell us about Vance Joseph and what's possible, what you like about his scheme, your defensive coordinator, and what you expect in 2021. Oh, first, I, I, I like the, that in the scheme you're able to get after. You're able to get after the quarterback, of course, and uh, you ain't sitting around watching and, and reacting. So that's the number one thing. You're playing real football. And after that, uh, he aggressive. He aggressive coach, but he's smart too, man. He know a lot just – me being there halfway through the season and being able to sit and learn from him, I learned so much, man, during the season. And I was able to pick up the plays a lot faster just from the way he was teaching it. So that's one thing I know, man. He's going he gonna to keep it simple enough to where you understand what you got to do, but uh, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work. It's going to be a lot of stuff he's going to throw at you, but, man, it's, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff, man. I'm ready, I'm ready to be a part of it. Marcus, 2021, what are you going to focus on? What, what for you personally? Where do you want to get better? What is it you want to do? If it's a goal, I don't care, whatever it may be, where's your focus going to be, and what are you going to focus on in 2021? Uh, really, man, my focus is be, be to get better every day. That's going to that's always be my focus. Get better at something every day. Of course, I'm always work past rushing everything, but all around. I'm working on my all-around game and uh, make sure I get better every day. And My goal is going to be to do whatever I got to do to help my team win. Because at the end of the day, we all want to win games. We all want to get to the playoffs. We all want to win, win a Super Bowl. Man. So that's what I'm about, trying to win for the team. And I'm going to make sure I'm prepared and ready to do that. 
I'll tell you what else he's all about. We're on board with Marcus Golden, and that is just being that energy guy. Wolf, you know that firsthand. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, let me tell you a little anecdote. We're on a road trip. It was late in the year. I think it was New England. <laughs> it was a three-day road trip, and it's a Saturday, and we all know how that works, right? Hey, guys are sort of just biding their time. You can't leave the hotel. It's a pandemic, and pretty much everybody's just in robotic mode. And so I ran into Marcus Golden in the dining hall area, and Marcus <laughs> just had this permagrin on. I mean, he's just smiling. I, I mean, Marcus, you're a happy guy these days, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, man. You, that's, a, that's one thing about me, man. Like, I, I back in my college day, when I first left from high school, man, I, was, I wasn't as, as outgoing as I am now, man. So I told myself, man, I got to change, try to change it and be happy. So it's, it's been a while, man, since I've been the mad kid uh, walking around mad. So that's what I do, man. And plus, I, you caught me around a good time, too, man. I had got traded back, so I, I couldn't do nothing but smile around that time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome, Marcus, right there. What Your relationship with Hassad Reddick, I've heard you talk about this, but, I mean, have you talked to him? Are you going to reach out to him if you haven't right now? Obviously going, signing a one-year contract with the Carolina Panthers, playing for his old coach, Matt Rule, once again. Are you planning on reaching out, or have you reached out to him, and what will you say to him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I already reached out to him. I reached out to him and told him congratulations, man, and I know he's going to dominate. And uh, he texted me back, thank you, man. And that's, that's a normal text. But I'm happy for high son, man. I know he's going to go out there and compete no matter what. And I'm, like, I'm just like him and P2, man. I'm going to miss playing with both of them. Uh, I was here with high son when he got here and, and started playing with the Arizona Cardinals. And we putting a lot of work together, man. So I, I got a lot of respect for him, and I'm happy for him no matter what, man. All right. So if there's a guy who might get some of his snaps, you got to figure it might be Dennis Gardeck. And, and we know he's, you know he's dealing with a knee injury. He's on his way back. But – what did we see last year? All right, you need a pass rusher to know a pass rusher. I mean, to what degree is, is Dennis Gardeck legit? Can we count on him this year? Because he came out of nowhere a year ago, Marcus. Of course. Of course, man. Of course. You can count on Dennis, man, because you know one thing about him, man, he's the hardest working player I ever played with, man. One thing about him, he's going to go hard every play, going to lay it on the line. And anytime you play the game like that, that's a guy you can count on. So, I know one thing about Dennis, he's working hard to get his get his knee right and he's gonna come back and he's gonna keep hunting and I love playing with Dennis. He's one of my favorite teammates ever, man. How are you guys gonna get better against the run, Marcus? That is the one area I think you guys really need to improve. Now I know, you know, you can get more physical on the line of scrimmage. That's important right there, but this has got to be something I think you guys got to talk about going into the season with your eyes wide open, getting better in re- in regard to stopping the run. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I, of course you always want to stop the run. That's how you. That's how you win games. But I still first they say it's got to be a mentality. Like you said, we got to come together and uh, talk about exactly what we want to do and what we got to do and get out there and do it. So I I feel like we got the guys that that got that dog in them and, and want to get physical, want to get out there and knock guys back and make TFL. So I'm looking forward to being able to stop the run too because I know we I know we got the guys that's going to be ready up front. So how'd you celebrate the new contract? You know, our, our, we got a St. Louis guy like you, who's our producer, Jim Almondro. He wants to know, you have any Emos pizza shipped in? You know, what, what are you doing to celebrate, Marcus? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, I, I ain't really did nothing yet, man. I uh, went to State 44, man, but <laughs> other than that, I'm going to go back home to St. Louis, and that's what I'm going to do, give me an Emos pizza and <laughs> go, out, go out to eat with my fam back home, man. 
Man, dude, absolutely love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Respect you greatly. You you are one of my favorite guys, and we can't thank you enough, Marcus, for coming on and talking to us tonight, okay? Thanks, Marcus. Yeah, anyway, I appreciate you always doing something to you. You know, someone tweeted out, Wolf, and I, and I quote loosely, one of the best parts of Marcus Golden being an Arizona Cardinal for the next two years is that he loves being an Arizona Cardinal. <laughs> And it just comes right through the radio, doesn't it? Oh, Paul, it's called uh, gratitude is what it's called. And there's nothing wrong with having gratitude, showing gratitude for something that you absolutely love. And you turn on the tape, Paul, and you watch Marcus Golden from the snap until the whistle. And I will tell you right now, he loves the game. Again, next-gen stats say he had the best pressure rate all of last season among pass rushers. Think about that. We continue with the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. This one's an interesting one, and it's just amazing how much talent the Arizona Cardinals keep amassing for their quarterback, Kyler Murray. A.J. Green has just signed a one-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are cooking now. Hey, man, you get... Kyler Murray, and then you add DeAndre Hopkins, and then you add A.J. Green. So A.J. Green and J.J. Watt are Arizona Cardinals in the last few weeks. Tremendous, tremendous signings to supplement what you're already building. Well, you referenced the national reaction. There you go. More evidence thereof. The Rich Eisen Show, NFL Network, and you hear what they're saying outside Arizona about what the Arizona Cardinals are building and what they've been doing here in the offseason. Special thanks to Marcus Golden for joining us in the last segment. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. I just checked here uh, in real time. No other signings, no trades, nothing to report here in the last 30 seconds. So uh, we're good, Wolf. Give us your reaction to the Cardinals. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, signing A.J. Green on the line that is dotted. Well, what is so cool about it, Paulie, is they didn't even mention Rodney Hudson. <laughs> and that yeah. is like the trade for Rodney Hudson is still blowing my mind. If, in fact, Paulie, the Steve Kimes' magnum opus is the DeAndre Hopkins trade, his opus, Steve Kimes' opus, is the Rodney Hudson trade, okay? Okay. And by the way, he's had some really, really good trades in the past, has he not? With Chandler Jones, of course, Carson Palmer. How about what a seventh it? rounder for Carson Palmer? <laughs> Everybody now. I'm just saying, Paul, honestly, it's incredible the talent that is starting to amass. And I listen, A.J. Green, when I found out A.J. Green was an Arizona Cardinals, here's what I said. A.J. Green makes the Cardinals better today than they were yesterday. Okay, stop and think about it right now. This is a guy, yes, 2019 was a mess. He missed the season with a torn, a shredded ankle, basically, is what it was, for lack of a better way of saying it. A lot of tendons messed up in his ankle. He really missed the entire year. It was a complete mess. And then, of course, last year, we all understand what 2020 and what happened. He had a rookie quarterback who got hurt in Week 10, and then suddenly they had a backup quarterback in there playing, a guy that was a young guy, second-year player as well. Listen, he got targeted 104 times, Paulie, with 47 receptions. What does that tell you? What does that tell you, Paul? What's going on there? The ball was coming, but it was nowhere where he could catch it. 
Don't tell, don't tell me that all these defenses batted down balls for, for A.J. Green or he dropped these things. He had a much better drop rate than most of the wide receivers in the National Football League. What was happening was balls were going over his head, Paul, or at his feet. All you have to do is take a look. Just do a quick Google search and some of those Bengals highlights and then throw A.J. Green's name into the search, and you will see just how many balls were high and wide and in the dirt and off the mark, and the whole offense in the passing game was out of sync. You know, you're right, Wolf. If you look at the number of targets and the number of catches, either the guy can't catch or there's something <laughs> right. just fundamentally broken. And and as for the former, if I was to give you, if I was to say, you know what, in recent NFL history, name the three receivers who are best at contested catches at attacking the football. Would yeah. you not name Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Green? <laughs> I see where you're going with that, Paul. I'm just it's, throwing that in there. No, it's really, really good. It's one of the reasons why – stop and think about this, Paul. One of the reasons why A.J. Green had 47 receptions – 34 of those receptions were for first downs. <laughs> mm. That's the other thing when you stop and think about his production last year. This is, listen, this is a situation where you got a guy who physically, yes, he's not the same wide receiver that he was three years ago, four years ago. He's not the same wide receiver. I'm willing to admit that right now. Having said that, he still is a guy that knows how to produce when he is paired with a quarterback that is a capable quarterback. Right now, he makes the Arizona Cardinals better today than they were yesterday, and he gives them a big target in the red zone at 6'4", 210 pounds. All right, so speaking of quarterback, yes, he had a rookie in Joe Burrow last year for 10 games, and then the final half dozen games, it was a combination of Ryan Finley and Brandon Allen. Yes. So it was tough sledding for any receiver in that offense. So absolutely, A.J. Green was asked about what he likes about Kyler Murray. You know, I feel like this lead is going to, you know, the quarterbacks who can um, really create. And I feel like he plays at a very high level to where, you know, he don't have to sit back there. Um, he can move around, make plays on his legs, and just get the ball out. Um, you know, I talked to Coach Lewis, and I, I'm pretty sure he's been to a couple practices, and he said he told me one thing but about Kyler, man. He can slay A.J. He's going to be very happy. That's Marvin Lewis, the longtime Bengals head coach, most recently here with ASU. So, yeah, he got a referral there from Marvin Lewis himself. Wolf, I reached out to a couple of personnel guys and a couple of scouts uh, around the league because all these guys watch all this film. You yeah, know that. Right. And so here's some of the, the feedback I got. One NFL scout told me more twitch than speed at this point. Okay, to your point, absolutely. Yes. Still has gas left in the tank. Here's another NFL personnel guy who texted me and said, incredible route running ability considering his size and body type. He's 6'4", and he adds, ball skills have always been outstanding. Knows how to win the one-on-one, the body control and balance when the ball in the air makes him such a reliable target. And you know what? That's what the Cardinals didn't have in a number two receiver last year. That's exactly right, Ball. They could not count on Christian Kirk or Andy Isabella, and for whatever reason, they just never found a way to incorporate Larry like I think we all felt they should have. Yeah, I just want to go ahead and jump on that, Paulie, and say, Christian Kirk, I think what's going to happen here is they're going to move him into the slot full-time. 
you move him into the slot right now, and I think that's where he really needs to be. And you've got DeAndre Hopkins on one side and A.J. Green at 6'4", once again, on the other side. You move him into the slot. That fills me and jacks me up because something happened to Christian Kirk last year. I don't know what it was, Polly. I don't know what it was. Something at the halfway point of the season, the second half of the season, he wasn't nearly as productive. But that first half, Christian Kirk was on fire for the most part. That first half of the season, something happened. But here's the other thing I want to say quickly, Polly, in regard to A.J. Green. It's very, very similar to Pat P. One of the reasons why I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to get a bargain out of Pat P. is the fact that he needs a change of scenery. I think Pat P. needs a change of scenery on a one-year deal to actually go up there and prove that he still is one of the above-average corners, if not a shutdown corner, one of the above-average corners in the National Football League. And I think that's A.J. Green as well. A guy that is coming to a new place after being in Cincinnati for a decade or more, coming here on a one-year deal, a prove-it contract. I love that dynamic. Well, think about what he said. I mean, he, he had various quotes today. Coming to Arizona is refreshing. He said, you saw what Tom Brady did last year. He said about, you know, I've been in Cincinnati 10 years for me to get out and go somewhere to where the organization is ready to win now. Yep. It's unbelievable. And then he mentioned how no longer – is he going to be double teamed all the time? DeAndre Hopkins takes care of that. Oh, and he's, yeah. he's looking forward to all the one-on-ones that he's rarely seen in his career and how the Cardinals offense is a really good fit for his skill set. It's a big deal, Paulie. Yeah. We continue with the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Bada bing, bada boom. Great protection for Kyler Murray. The pocket has been really, really sound. This is where you gotta feed the butt guts now, baby. You gotta let those butt guts line up and eat. Get a little greasy. They like it greasy. Nice job right there at the point of attack by Kelvin Beecham. Great movement at the point. Sean Coogler is a big reason why um, I made the decision to come out to the desert last year and, and really probably one of the single most important reasons why I signed back this year. Um, Sean Coogler is the guy that stood on the table and drafted me in 2012. I probably wouldn't play right tackle for another coach, just being honest with you. That's quite a compliment for Sean Coogler there from Kelvin Beecham, the Cardinals O-line coach and run game coordinator Sean Coogler, who was in Pittsburgh when the Steelers drafted Kelvin Beecham, and then he was with the Jets, and now he's with the Arizona Cardinals. And this just in, Wolf will be with the Arizona Cardinals for the next two years. You talk about a good investment, and if anyone knows about good investing, it's Kelvin Beecham, a guy who does venture capital in the offseason, <laughs> as we talked to him a few few months ago here on Ed the Big Red He has a tractor as well. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So he works on his own trucks. He has a tractor, <laughs> yet he's also high tech, and he's an investor and a venture capitalist into tech companies in Silicon Valley. He's a very interesting guy. And Wolf, remember at the end of that show, I said, Kelvin, whatever you do in your post playing days and whatever business you start, please let us invest on the ground floor. <laughs> That's all There's I have no to doubt, say, Paulie. You know, with the <laughs> ground floor, uh, it's <laughs> no coincidence you actually said that because that is where this team is getting a whole lot better. The ground floor, baby. When you talk about Calvin B. 
beach him. I, I, I am so excited that they signed him. That tells me Marcus Gilbert probably is not going to be an option with the Arizona Cardinals. It gives Josh Jones another year to actually get acclimated to the National Football League and let him grow at his own pace. Calvin Beecham out there at right tackle. Absolutely. Hey, maybe you take Josh Jones and you move him at right guard. We know that Sean Coogler was talking about that as well. The fact that he was going to get more reps as a guard, Josh Jones. So we'll have to wait and see how it all shakes out. But man, the fact they got Rodney Hudson at center, it, it cannot be overstated how critical it is, Paul. I'm not so sure. It might not be four guys competing for the starting right guard spot. Honestly, when you think about Justin Murray and Josh Jones and then maybe just maybe a Mason Cole and or a Lamont Gilliard, these yep. are all guys who can play all the interior line spots. Uh, you know, maybe they challenge Justin Pugh as well. I don't know exactly, but – you know, Rodney Hudson, we've talked about that. You know, the stats say, at least Pro Football Focus says, that Kelvin Beecham allowed three sacks in 2020. What would you think of his play at right tackle? Yeah, I just I thought for coming in and being a, a patch, and that's what he was. He was a one-year patch, and the way that he played and the 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 quality of play at right tackle that he brought, I thought it was really significant, Paul. I thought it was a fair the well, though. I thought he was going to go probably back east, do something, go back and play. Um, I did not expect Calvin Beecham to come back. I'm so glad that he has. Um, this offensive line is better for it. But, man, I, I once again, overall, I'm looking at the offensive line with Rodney Hudson at center, and I'm going to keep bringing it back to Rodney Hudson. I'm going to look at it and say he makes this a very good, if not great, offensive line. Mark my words. Well, I'm going to go back to A.Q. Shipley a few years ago when he beat out Mason Cole, when Mason Cole was expected to take the spot as a third-round pick. And honestly, it really wasn't that close. And it wasn't that A.Q. Shipley at that point in his career – was more physically dominant. He just had that knowledge as the quarterback of the offensive line. Do you, do you see that similar competitive yes. advantage for Rodney Hudson? Oh my goodness, there's no doubt about it. Not not only is he a great player. That's what you, you don't miss. That he's a great player. First and foremost, he's a great leader as well. He's going to help change the culture inside this locker room. That's exactly what they need. And he's a great mentor from all accounts right now. I cannot tell you the relationship that every franchise quarterback has with their center. It's very, very important. You've got a young developing franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray going into his third year, and then you've got a 10-year vet like Rodney Hudson who's been to three Pro Bowls in the last five years, a guy that's wearing the C himself, this is huge for Kyler Murray. Well, especially these days, right, when you know how exotic some of those defensive fronts can get. and Oh! You need that guy who can recognize Paul, what's coming and set your protections. They're going to sit down and watch film together. You watch. First guy in, first guy, last guy to leave. Watch. All right, so we're going to come back and we're going to wrap this one up by talking about one of the all-time great Arizona Cardinals, Patrick Peterson, next on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Davis, straight drop back, has time, steps up, throws a deep ball near side, it's picked off by Peterson. Patrick Peterson with the intercept in the midfield, and he's tackled there. The Cardinals take over. Sidearms it near side, it's batted around, picked off by Peterson to the 25, running left to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown! Patrick Peterson, two picks, 
This one he takes back for a star. That is one bad, bad bird. Patrick Peterson tipping it to himself. What a play by Patrick Peterson. That was part of a two-interception performance against the St. Louis Rams 2014. Remember that, Wolf? He tipped it to himself. He jumped the passing lane and then bolted all the way in for the pick six. Patrick Peterson, the eight-time Pro Bowler. Patrick Peterson, the next in line of all-time Hall of Fame DBs in Cardinals history, if you ask me, Dick Knight Train Lane, Roger Worley, Larry Wilson, Aeneas Williams, and someday Patrick Peterson as he inks a one-year deal to go to the Minnesota Vikings after more than a decade with the Arizona Cardinals. No doubt about it, Paulie. Sorry, my microphone. I had to turn that thing on. No doubt about it, man. Pat P., you're talking about an eight-time Pro Bowler. This this guy is special, and I think down the road, Ring of Honor member as well. You know, to me, Wolf, and being down in the sidelines for every single snap of his career, I was about five yards away from the field, right? There yep. I am on the other side of the white stripe. But when Pat P would break the huddle, and he's lined up right near the Cardinals' sideline, and he's straight across from a Julio Jones or an A.J. Green or a Calvin Johnson or the fury that was Steve Smith, these sort of players. And you just realize you're a world away from being that sort of talent. Just you knew it was the NFL. When Patrick Peterson would line up one-on-one against some of the all-time great all-pro receivers and shadow them for an entire game, and just how invaluable that was for the Arizona Cardinals that their defensive coordinator could start every game plan by taking their lockdown corner yes. and assigning it to the other team's marquee receiver. No, absolutely, Paulie. And not only that, so you know how much Pappy did for the community. Oh, my goodness. You, of all people, Paul, closely involved with that. Yeah, a lot of his charity events, and I had a pleasure to emcee a lot of that, whether they were golf tournaments, whether it was – shopping at the holidays for kids other charity events uh, well done Pappy will be missed we understand all the circumstances involved but yep. it is indeed the end of an era before we go wolf anything to report on larry fitzgerald come on now give us something on fits do you <laughs> have, have anything well, at all i know nothing you know God. that and that's Jeez. why you asked me Jeez. okay all right well we were waiting all show and uh, yes. all right nothing. maybe next week Hey, yeah, right, Paul. it might still be a question without an answer by the time we get to next week, which will be show number 500 in the history of the Big Red Rage. Wow. Special thanks, Jim Almohandro, Cody Fincher, Marcus <laughs> Golden for Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage. Ciao. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club